Luke 23. Um, I'm going to read it for us. Um, could y'all please stand up? We'll be in verse 26. Luke chapter 3, 23, verse 26. And as they led him away, they seized one Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid him on the cross to carry it behind Jesus. And there followed him a great multitude of the people and, and women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and the hills cover us. For if, for if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, Golgotha, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the ruler scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was who were hanged, railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember we... When you come into your kingdom and he said to him truly i say to you today you will be with me in paradise will you please sit down all right pray with me lord thank you for your grace thank you for your mercy thank you for your peace thank you for the kindness that you give us um, Lord, we don't deserve the opportunities that you've given us. Lord, we don't deserve the place that you put us in. Lord, we don't deserve to be lights for you, Lord. We don't deserve anything from you, Lord. But yet, you bestowed your love on us, a rich love. No other love out there can be as satisfying and pleasing for us, Lord. But only you, Lord. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the resurrection. Thank you, Lord, that it is true. Thank you, Lord, that it is real. Thank you, Lord, that it is 100% true. Thank you, Lord, that it don't matter who doubting, Lord. It don't matter if I doubt it. It don't matter who, who defutes it, Lord. It's real. It's true. 
And it's because you are God and you are God alone. And if you said it in your word, it's true. It's holy. It's pleasing. It don't matter what men say. It's what God says only. Lord, thank you for your grace and mercy. Please bring me clarity to preach the word. Thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so as we looked, as we were looking at the crucifixion, I wanted us to think back to Genesis and how God had given the command and just from simple obedience, all they had to do was all they had to do was simply obey and not eat of the fruit of the tree. But we see Eve saw that it was good and she ate from the fruit. And then we also see that she gave some to Adam. And we see this is how sin came into the world. And the one thing we have to understand is that Adam is our representative, the one that brought sin into the world. Because of his, because of his disobedience, he brought sin in the world. It's like, um, it's like a football player um, who, is, who is playing, who, who has a penalty. Not only does he get affected, but his whole team gets affected. And think, even think about basketball. If one player does a foul, the whole team gets penalized for it. So have this imagery that Adam was our, our representative. They call it our federal head. So that means that he represents us um, because of his sin. And so I want to, so today I want to lay out to us that Jesus took the full cup of God's wrath on the cross. And this is what Jesus had repeated to his disciples over and over. He had repeated this to them over and over constantly. And this isn't, this isn't, what, this isn't something that was new or something that was a surprise to them. And this isn't something that should be a surprise to anybody. And he was discipling them for three years. And now when I say the full cup of God's wrath, I'm not talking about this little, this little pixie cup that, that doesn't have that much. But I'm talking about this, this thing that engulfs the whole world. God's wrath would engulf the whole world because of our sin, the ugliness of our sin and our, our idolatry. So we just have to, we have to look and reflect and see that we have a God who was willing and able to cleanse our sin, who took the initiative to actively go take an unjust punishment on the cross that we deserved. Because of God's holiness, we deserve punishment for our sins. For our sins. But because God's love provides that means through Jesus on the cross, man, that should have been us. That should have been us, but it wasn't. Okay, so as we look through the text, um, as we look through the crucifixion, I just wanted us to reflect and think that the crucifixion shows us a glimpse of the wicked hearts of humans. Just think about that. They were willing to crucify an innocent man. Not only an innocent man, they're trying to act brand new. Think about it. They acting brand new, like for real. You saw this man, Jesus, 
100% God, 100% man, healing people, healing the sick. People, people walking up, they was, they was lame for, for 10, 20 years. You saw a woman, 12 years bleeding, healed, and yet they want to put Jesus on the cross. They want to crucify Jesus. And Jesus was wrongly tortured and beaten. It's, it's crazy. And I want to I wanna look at some of the different people who were, who were around, some of the different people who were in the crowd. So we see, so we see of the great multitudes, we see women. Um, the text also says we see the people. And I also want to, I want also want to lay out that, you know who else was present? As our two brothers have been talking about, we see that the Jewish leaders they were also present. We see that the the Romans they were present, and these are the ones, same ones that were mocking him and scoffing him. So. Look with me at the last part of verse 34. And they cast lots to divide his garments, and the people stood by watching. But the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. And if he is the Christ, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one, the soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine. And then if we look, if we peep down to... 39, it says, one of the criminals who were hanged railed at him. So, so notice that there, that there are different people in the crowd. Um, some, who, some who mocked him, railed at him, cursed him. And the crazy thing about their curses, look. Look at the, look at the irony in them. Uh, in, verse, in verse 35, the last part of it. He saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ of God, he his chosen one. Then we see the soldiers also mocked him, and we see the criminal. And see the irony in this in this is that they say you're the son of God. And yeah, of course he's the son of God. Um and what we gotta see about that is that this was his purpose. He laid it out for us. Every day of his ministry, he laid it out that he was going to come, be crucified, die on the cross for our sins. Then we see that um, the cross displays God's wrath, and it also displays God's mercy. Just, just think about it. There is really, if, if we didn't ever sin, there's no purpose for Jesus to come on the cross. There's, there's no purpose. So, but because of, because of how holy God is, we needed, we needed, God, God was going to punish sin. And since he had to punish sin, the means was going to be through Jesus. And we see that God's full cup was going to be poured fully on Jesus. And that Jesus was that perfect sacrifice. In the Old Testament, we see that um, they used animal sacrifices and that that wasn't enough. But we also see that a human can't um, take the full wrath of God. So the only one that can take the full wrath of God is God. And that's, that's how simple we got to think about it is that 
none of us, if if God was to open this roof and to to look at us, we all would drop dead. Because, because his holiness is so great, his holiness is so beautiful that we can't view it. Think about think about Moses in in the in Exodus. And how think about Moses in Exodus and how the people, when he came down from the mountain, they didn't even want to look at him because he had, he had seen the glory of the Lord, not the full glory of the Lord. He was only able to see God's back. And then I want us to see um, through this text that um, we see God's initiative through the suffering servant, Jesus, to save humanity. And the way for Jesus to save humanity was dying on the cross for our sins. Jesus was fully in control when he came when he was on the cross. If Jesus wanted to, he could have he could have used he could have um, used his God power, healed himself, hopped off the cross, and walked away. Let us not forget Jesus actively obeyed on the cross. Actively, he. And then in the Gospels, if we read throughout the Gospels, he says, it is by his initiative, by his initiative. And then the last thing I want us to to look at is the, the thief on the cross. Okay, so verse 39. One of the criminals who who were who were hanged railed at him saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence and condemnation? And we indeed justly for and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong and has said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, Today you will be with me in paradise. Now, I want us to think about this text, but also I want us to be careful. Because um, some people, when they read this, they may think like, oh, I can, I can play around with sin and, and, and dance around with sin. And then, you know, someday I'll, um, I'll come to church. Someday I'll, I'll believe in Jesus. Someday I'll believe in that God thing. But that's that's dangerous. We can't we can't drink the Kool-Aid of the world and expect different. We got to be careful. Now, can people repent um, on their deathbed? Yes, but recognize there are many people who still curse God on their deathbed. Many atheists, they still don't curse God. They don't. If someone hasn't been pursuing God their whole life. And they still believe they still believe they're not a sinner, they're not dead in their sins, they're gonna curse God and die. And there, there are five things I want us to leave here with. Since Jesus conquered sin and death, there is now freedom to pursue and trust Jesus rather than what the world offers. So the world promises this hope, 
this false hope that we can get we can get rich fast. Um, all we need is a career. All we need is a house and 2.5 kids and a dog. Um, but we but we see, and I mean, I I know y'all recognize that this lie that the world gives us isn't true. And also that the world promises us life, but only brings death. So, so we can, if, if we all seen what money can do to people, you give some people a little bit of money, they willing to kill somebody. I mean, we see this, we see this with, with drugs, we see this with drug dealing, we see this with, with gangs. When people taste money, and they taste a lot of it, Lord help us that we pray that we will not fall into temptation. Jesus pays our debt and it's our debt and it's ever increasing. Think about that. That our the our debt, we cannot pay it. Like every day our debt continues. It's like it's like them student loans that some of us haven't paid yet. I'm I'm one of them. I'm not I'm not about to about to lie about that. <laughs> Secondly, the cross gives us this picture that we are renewed by putting to death our sin, by crucifying it. We put on, we put on our crucified jerseys. Um, every day is going to be a struggle and strain to, to fight sin. But also we know that our joys are multiplied when we know Jesus. Everything ain't going to be good in life. I mean, we, we all know that we have different family that have that are going to go through death. Um, cancer is going to hit families. Sickness. The babies are going to be sick. But we know and we trust in the hope of Jesus. And then on on that second point, um, the cross had me reflecting and thinking about, like with my sin and with other sin, is that we just got to call our sin what it is. And, and use the, the Bible's categories for it. So if it's, if it's stealing, call it stealing. If it's adultery, call it adultery. It's not an affair, but it's adultery. So let's, let's be real about it. Because we, we, cannot, we cannot compromise with sin. We cannot put sin in the closet and expect it not to come back out. Our hearts are an idol factory. We're just building up idols in our hearts. But thank you that Jesus renews our heart of stone. The third one, Jesus' suffering was the worst, worst suffering none of us have experienced in our life because he took the whole, whole world's sin and absorbed it on the cross. He is God. He is exalted. Fourthly, the gospel is relevant to us today. As we go through the workplace, as we go through to our different jobs, as we go to different coffee shops, as we go to Walmart, as we go, as we go to different, different stores, we can be a light to people and proclaim, the, proclaim Jesus Christ crucified. And the last point, Jesus is our victory. There will be a day where there will be no more tears and no more pain. We can hope that, we can hope and know that Jesus is the victory, 
that Jesus is our victory. We are the victory, but Jesus is. And the Jesus through scripture teaches us how we fight against sin. We must trust the Holy Spirit that he will lead us. He will guide us. And today is only good because our Savior bled and died. By his wounds we are healed. So please, please trust the Savior. Trust our sweet Savior. Trust our meek, strong Savior. Pray with me. Thank you, Lord, just for your, your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for you having the initiative to die on the cross for our sins. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I do pray. Amen.